Hey guys, and welcome back to Warhammer Wookies with Richard and Roman this week. We Hello everyone! Miss me? Oh wow. Probably, because I, <laughs> uh, like I really tried last week, but it's really hard to talk to yourself for a fill an hour's worth of content. I think I did about 25 minutes, which I think is pretty good going yeah. when you're just talking to the wall. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, I had a book club and I, because I'm like well, kind, kind of like a master of this book club so I had, I had to be there <laughs> well like like I said last week I was kind of sick on one day it wasn't chronic symptoms but oh we shouldn't chance it and then you know the week gets away from you so yeah. but now we're back together and I've had a go with the Dark Elder Codex what did you how did you feel playing against the new book well first I would like to congratulate you that you finally have a new codex I mean you don't have it like a oh, physic, physical version. no because of Brexit I don't have a physical codex but I have a PDF of it yeah yeah the I book's mean, on the way uh, you know, like a Jack Sparrow like do you have a key no I, <laughs> I have an image of a key <laughs> do you have a codex no but I have PDFs <laughs> well uh, anyway congratulations thank because, you uh, as you know guys uh, Adeptus Mechanicus have going to be the next one to have their fancy books. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. And uh, we are not yet in pre-order state for those. At no, least they've I just been announced. Yeah, so they've just been announced. Give it a week uh, or two. It's hard to say yeah, the game's workshop. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like, the corona restrictions looks like they're finally uh, cancelling the restrictions, like, here and there. Yeah. Like, by, I mean, step by step. Well, so Britain's in a really good shape with corona now because yeah. they've had really strong vaccine. I don't know how many cases they've been dropping it's so hard to actually tell but anyway it's but like once the vaccine's out it's out isn't it and then Britain can return to normal manufacturing and that means we will get our plastic toys and our books with sci-fi yeah. in them <laughs> finally yeah yeah actually actually Russia is pretty pretty good at vaccination as well I mean I've heard that big cities outside of Moscow and St. Petersburg struggle a bit mm. but if you really want to get a vaccine like really really you can just travel to like bigger city Mm. Like all the big city, central cities, so to say, they all have vaccines, and that's that's pretty mm. pretty much exciting, and uh, yeah, they're really exciting to play against this codex, and uh, so yeah, you play Dark Elders, and I play the same list that I played before. Yeah, I'm making custodies. Um, so I like so there's so many different ways you can build with this book, like I touched in last week's um, podcast, and so I decided it's a lot to take in. So let's focus on one aspect of it that mm -hmm. I think is really good, which is the Obsidian Rose Cabal, which lets you reroll wounds mm -hmm. once every shooting phase or fight or and slash or fight phase with every unit. And then just take a million dark lances because they're flat three damage plus two three mm -hmm. now, which is a huge upgrade over D6. Yeah. And blasters as well. And um, I feel like I need to try it a bit more because the rerolls came up quite a bit, but I kept rolling ones when I yeah. paid the rerolls. I think week. you've been just unlucky. Because, yeah. Because in general, like, it, I mean, it shouldn't happen that often. You're winning anyway. on a three or a two against exactly. pretty much everything in the game. Um, but yeah, uh, I do feel like, so, and I, like, I threw in one unit of Incubi. I just played what I had. Um, and I had a couple of raise wings in there as well. And I feel like you could definitely play that. Like, if you want to play just Cabal, just Colt, just mercenaries or just um, homunculus covens, mm -hmm. you can absolutely do it. But I think the level that we're looking to play at is not the right way to go, personally. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like I was lacking just a bit of like oomph to the list. Mm -hmm. Like, I hit real hard on the first turn, 
but then I didn't really have much ball control. Whereas mm-hmm. like if I'd had, so I think the combined is the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so then if you take homunculus, a succubus and an archon, all in the same detachment, everyone gets their, their traits and the archon gives everybody reroll ones, mm-hmm. including mercenaries. I mean, Inkby get reroll ones as well. Mm-hmm. You have scourges that get reroll ones. Like, and that's like a really big thing to miss out on. Um, and also, but it just encourages you to take a lot of Inkby, which I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about. But means I have to, I'll have to buy some more if I do decide to play Dark Algar. Um, so like basically, what happened in the game is the I got the first turn, blew out all of Roman out of line of sight shooting, and then hid and tried to beat on primaries. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> my, my list was, as I mean, I just remind you, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, my list, I'm, I'm still trying to find a good balance uh, between Admech and Custodians. Yeah. And uh, actually, I started to like how it, actually, how it actually works. So Admech brings a lot of firepower, while Custodians being uh, big, bulky guys standing on objectives, sometimes uh, punching something in the face. Uh, that's basically what they do, and also they uh, magnetize a lot of shooting into them, yeah. because uh, the shield guys, they have plus one to their saves and plus one to their invulnerable saves, mm-hmm. and the uh, biker guy just has free up and vulnerable save to everything, mm-hmm. and uh, Trayan Valoris also has free up and vulnerable save to everything, yeah. and also Trayan Valoris can fight a lot, mm-hmm. And uh, the biker guy also can fight a lot, mm-hmm. not that a lot, but he also have uh, feel no pain on pipes. Yeah. And he has nine wounds as well, I think. Yeah. Uh, so he, that makes him incredibly good, like incredibly good. Uh, so basically that, that was my list. Two units of custodians, uh, custodian guards with shields, uh, biker, clan valoris, three units of one guards, call, Tech Priest Manipulus, two Scorpius, uh, Disintegrators, the tank with Ignore Line of Sight, and three robots. Yeah. And basically, and on um, uh, on Vanguards, I also had two sniper rifles. Mm-hmm. That's really important because they actually did a pretty good job today as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so I mean, I took, like like I said, just as many Dark Lanthers and Blasters as, as I own and put them all into a list. So um, that meant I had three Ravagers. Um, I think really one Ravager is where we want to be. Because Ravagers aren't core anymore, mm-hmm. you can't give them reroll ones to hit and wound from the Archon. Um, so they don't have that value that mm-hmm. they had before. But I think one Ravager is really sweet because you can use Fire and Fade. Mm-hmm. And he actually has a different name now, but, but everyone knows what Fire and Fade fire is. And fade. So just move it in and out of line of sight and shoot. And that one Ravager did lots of work and the other two Ravagers died. Uh, I had a couple of Razor Wings. I said I was gonna try them out, but I don't think they're good. They're definitely getting dropped. Um, they're just not worth the points. Um, and then I took like loads and loads of cables with blasts and dark lances mm-hmm. in vehicles and um, Drazar and Tankyby. Uh, one really important lesson we learned is that Drazar does not kill Trajan Valoris in combat. Yes, but Trajan Valoris does kill Those Drazar. Those kill Drazar. And they both get to fight twice, so it kind of can go any, either way, but Tra- uh, Trajan definitely has the upper hand there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shield captain on a bike is really good at absorbing dark lance shots. Um, yeah. Those three up in ones, um, and the fact he has nine wounds. Nine wounds and feel no pain on yeah. five. So really, like just to kill him without even rolling d two damage, you only have to war- wound him um, three times. Mm-hmm. Oh, he has to fail his save three times. But he gets a free reroll to wound, and then you can CP reroll to wound, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a three up. So really, you've got to make him fail five saves. So that means doing fifteen wounds 15 on him, wounds on him, which yeah. is basically the whole army shooting. But mm-hmm. 
him and Trajan were right in the middle of the board, and I had to kill them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ended up absorbing a little bit of shooting, which meant uh, he only had he had two wounds left, but he wasn't dead. So then I had to put the Archon into him, the Archon finished him off, and then Drezar did not solo Trajan, and that was a sad day for the Dark yeah. Elder. Yeah. Um, and but like I said, really, I just came out, shot all that of the light in our sight shooting and killed it, and then just hid the rest mm-hmm. of the game and went for primary. I took Scramblers, which was dead points. I shouldn't have taken that. Um, because the I think like Dark Elder really good at scoring Scramblers. So this isn't to say don't take Scramblers with Dark Elder. Mm-hmm. But against the list I was playing against, where I wanted to be staying away and hiding, and with the models that I had, which were like relying on that range shooting, mm-hmm. it wasn't very useful. Um, so I didn't get any points on that. And like if I'd had another secondary... Um, I could have won, but as it was, I lost by one point. Um, so yeah, we kind of went back and forth on the middle objective, really. I was keeping Roman's primary down, but he was getting more secondaries, and it just came to the end, and Roman had one more point than I did. So it was yeah. a super close game. But I think if I drop the Razor Wings, take the Ravagers out, that gives me a lot more points. Mm-hmm. I can get in another, maybe two units of Incubi. I can get in some Mandrakes, which are really good at, at scoring Scramblers because they can teleport on and off the board mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. spending CP. And I can get in the Witches and the Racks so that the Archons give me reroll ones to hit for the Incubi as well. And from my collection, basically what I'd have to buy is a couple of units of Mandrakes and one, maybe two units of Incubi. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't be much, really, but I'm still not sure it's the army I want to go with. I, I, like I've said before on the podcast, I took Dark Elder to a really high level. Like, I've gone further with Dark Elder than any other army. And I kind of want to do something different, and that's why I've been playing Demons. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how do you feel, Roman, about, like, like now you've had a go against both of them, what, what do you feel like? I think that, uh, even though I really liked the game today, yeah. uh, I think it, it was a really intense one, like, yeah. from, from the beginning. As you mentioned, first turn, you killed my two Scorpiuses. And uh, after that, I was feeling like, wow, that's that was a hard hit. I mean, like that's looked pretty tough. I killed a lot of custodians as well. Uh, yeah, and you killed uh, three custodians, one from one squad and two from another squad. Which is a lot when there's only six of them and they're that hard to kill. You know? Exactly, exactly. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a hard game now because I need to kill a lot. Uh, and I actually did kill a lot yeah. because thanks to robots. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like uh, I had so many games with robots so far. I mean, like. Honestly, like I don't even remember where when I didn't play robots. Probably like my first first days of forty k, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't play robots just because I didn't have them, uh, and uh, now I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's been like three years since since I had them, and like pretty much all those three years I've been playing robots. Yeah, there was a time when you flirted with ultramarines for a little bit, and then just went back to the robots again. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. and. Uh, I know exactly like where to shoot and how many shots I yeah. need to make in order to like do it like exactly or like plus one to damage. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing you've had a lot of experience in Dark Elder, so it makes it a really hard matchup for me because Roman was like, right, Roman's going to shoot twenty four shots of that unit, twelve of that unit, twenty four of that unit, and twelve of that unit, and then you just kill all of them. So yeah. like exactly the wound or one more wound, and that is hard that is a really hard thing to play against um because his shooting is so so efficient and the robots are so hard to kill even with because they start the game with a three plus invulnerable save mm-hmm. um so i can't really do anything to crack them the first turn so and if i had out a line of sight i'm going to get hammered by the scorpiuses and dark hour are fragile mm-hmm. but they hit hard um and then 
I think like if you've been playing your pure map before, I then could have gone on to kill the robots. But because you have the custodians that move into the middle of the board, it's like I I can't I don't have any shooting left to shoot the robots with mm-hmm. because the custodians absorb it all and they're holding the middle objective and putting pressure on me. Which is why I think if I change up the list a bit so that I have those big blobs of incubi mm-hmm. and like a big unit of witches, which are now really strong as well, that gives me some melee to deal with the um with the custodian element. Um, or like the melee element if we're talking more broad yeah. terms and then my shooting can like hit whatever that backfield support is because even killing one robot is like a, a big win in my direction because yeah it of course a lot because, of shooting. because it's 72 shots and like killing each robot is basically reducing my whole damage by, by third yeah and uh, that's a lot I mean like for example even if you for example kill one robot but you but I still have uh, Scorpius alive that's actually, from my perspective, is bigger hit. Yeah. Because, okay, like, two Scorpuses, what's going to be, like, free? It's going to be six D3 shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a lot, and they do two damage each. Uh, no, they do, they, do, they, do, they do the D3 damage, and rockets do two damage, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's probably tough, but not that tough as robots anyway. And yeah. rockets is D6 shots. Yeah. So it can be six, but it can be one, and then it's just horrible. And uh, then I also have um, uh, heavy stubbers mm-hmm. because of the canticle. Uh, not because, yes, because because of the canticle, I have plus one uh, strength on them. So instead of strength four, they become strength five, which are which is pretty good. For I mean, people. against dark outer, it's really threatening. Yeah, against dark outer, it's pretty good. But again, like robots, if you compare, yeah, yeah, of course, it's just thirty. It's just thirty six shots, and that's it. Each model, yeah, yeah. Uh, so At higher strength, better AP, like, better everything. Yeah, and the stratagem which allows me to inflict mortal wounds on yeah. sixes on wounds is also incredible. So, uh, in in any manner, like losing Scorpius is, is tough, but losing each robot is way more painful. Mm. Uh, so again, like I really loved the list, and uh, I mean, like that was your first goal with the new codex and mm. with new fancy rules, and those dark lances are incredible. Yeah, they're really good. Now, they're right? incredible for killing custodes. I mean, like for everything. Like yeah, those golden guys, they just blew up. Like like I don't know, like like. Like whatever can blow up like immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean like hitting on threes with three shots. A lot of the time you hit with all three, you're wounding pretty much everything in the game with mm-hmm. a three, maybe a two, and then you have minus four AP. Yeah. Um. So I mean like the Scorpius didn't even get a save, and like I think there's one time we didn't even need to roll damage. It's like well, it's twelve wounds. It's just dead. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah. the only thing I th- the only thing uh, that I find a bit worrying is that if you play against a lot of space marines because space marines have two wounds mm. and you kind of lose this additional wound all the time yeah and that's but, that, but that's where the ink be again really exactly. shine because they're flat to damage minus three ap if drazos there they're plus one to wound so they're wounding a space marine on a two two and yeah they're, they're exactly. hitting on twos they're and like if you do the what i think is the correct build in air quotes uh then you're hitting on twos re-rolling ones wounding on twos like you march through space marines. Yeah, yeah. So like I, th- I think they can find on dark outer is real scary. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's why I'm not that worried about that list because I mean like with three wounds you can kill like custodes. Yeah. Because usually terminators as well. Yeah, because custodes they usually have like, I th- I think that they have up to five wounds. I don't remember how many wounds terminators have. Yeah. Uh, but like I don't. Really you don't see them. Yeah, on you the don't board. see terminators. It's the characters and the actual custodies. 
Um, so remember, it's technically it's minimum four, right? Because you're rolling yeah. a d three. So if you need to do five wounds, the chances are you're gonna get it, and then you just re-roll the dice. Yeah, right? exactly. So and uh, again, like how many times we've seen custodian terminators on the board? Yeah, like hardly that. ever. Yeah, exactly. Usually, pe- what people usually bring, they bring bikers, yeah. shit lot, different types. Uh, they bring uh, forge world bikers as well, and yeah. forge world custodians uh, Fly. flyer flyers. Yeah, flying dudes. Yeah. yeah, flying dudes, and they all have free wounds as well. Yeah. So like, nah, nothing to worry about. You can handle those. You do land dark lancers and mm. uh, everything that's less than free wounds. You have in QBs and razor for those, yeah. and razor for for characters as well. Even though you can't, you probably won't kill uh, Tryon Valoris. Uh, with the razor. I mean, it, you still can if you feel yeah. lucky, but like that's like the questionable thing. Uh, overall, overall, I think it's a really good list. Although, I still think that demons are better. Uh, and I can explain okay. why. Uh, you have two big magnets mm. of shots. Yeah. Uh, and it's not possible to win if you want to kill them. Yeah. It's just not possible because those guys, they're going to move around and mass everything. They rape whatever they see in close yeah. combat. Uh, they have psychic powers. They're annoying. They can regenerate wounds as well. Those are really bad things. While everything else can just hold objectives. Yeah, and I th- they're just very different armies, right? Because I think like Dark Elder is like the they really made it the old glass hammer now. Like it hits super super hard, but it's super fragile. Mm-hmm. But I think like you have a slightly biased perspective because you know so well how to assign your shooting against Dark Elder. Mm-hmm. And generally what I'd hope for is that for people to overshoot into things to try and kill them or undershoot. Mm-hmm. So that uh, there's a couple of wounds left there or you did or you did like 15, maybe even 20 wounds and you need, only need to do 10. Um, because Dark Elder is like lots of small threats that are all very, very fragile but do a lot of damage. Um, so if you're playing against someone who knows them really well and can assign damage really well, it's, it's difficult, but most people don't have that level of experience against Dark Elder. But then you're, you're relying on your opponent playing badly, whereas I feel like the like the demons are much more toolboxy, and it's much more me playing well rather than my opponent making mistakes. Exactly, exactly. And then even if you, t- even, even if you take your own argument that uh, I expect that my opponent doesn't know how to play against Dark Elders. Yeah. Well, how many times I've seen Dark Elders on the table? They get the more popular. Shit, lot. Yeah. I mean, like every time when I played on the, any tournament in Sweden, I always played against someone who is playing Dark Elder. And you know what? How many times I played against demons? Never, really? ever in my life. Mm. Uh, I think that I only saw one list uh, of demon types uh, mm. so far among all the tournaments I played on. I mean, it's not, a many tor- it's not that many tournaments considering last year being a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, I only saw one guy playing demons once, and that wasn't really demons list. It was psychic list with uh, thousand suns and then uh, many, many, many players. Yeah, it was the, that was a stupid list. But um, yeah, I can't even count this as a demons list. No, now, like it was the demons were just meat shields. Exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't have all the tricks of like a pure demons list. I like. I think. Personally, like to develop as a player, tr- playing like a super toolboxy psychic heavy army is gonna develop me much better. Yeah. And also, there's always like the thing with like playing with the demons. Like the dark Elder are really really good now, right? And mm-hmm. um, one of the reasons I did so well with them back at the start of eighth, uh, well through all of eighth really, was because they from when they first came out in third edition, 
Um, I picked them up because I thought they were cool when I was 10. Mm-hmm. When I was a bit of an edgelord. I thought, oh, evil <laughs> space elves, they're pretty cool. But no one played Dark Elder. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, you never saw Dark Elder. And they were kind of bad, but not really terrible. So you kind of won games because people, like, even against armies that technically should win on paper because people never played against Dark mm-hmm. Elder. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to the local club and be like, I have a Dark Elder army, and people would be, like, falling over themselves to be like, oh, you have Dark Elder? I've never played against Dark I've been playing this game for 10 years, and I've never played Dark Elder before. But then in 8th, they got a super strong codex. Now in ninth, have a super strong codex. And what I've seen personally a lot is not so many pure Dark Elder armies, um, but I've seen a lot of people taking Crawford Elder, mm-hmm. who played Crawford Elder for years, and then allying in a bit of Dark Elder to have the, some more power. Mm-hmm. That's not really an option anymore, because you lose power from pain if you don't have a pure Dark Elder mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. But all of those people who kind of have like half a Dark Elder collection, and like Crawford Elder, we don't know when the book is coming, they're pretty bad now. They're arguably the worst army, which is a really weird thing to say. Nah, that's, that's, I mean, like, that's going to change. I mean, like, yeah, but like when, when they do eventually get a book, I'm sure they'll be good. But like, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of Crawford Elder players out there who they like, they brought the Ravagers and they brought the Racks, they maybe got some Talos, they probably got, they've got lots of Cabalite Warriors, mm-hmm. they probably got Drazar, so it could be cool. Like, they're gonna be on the verge of just like, well, you know, I just buy you know witches and a succubus and a few incubi and then like you've suddenly got a competitive list mm-hmm. you know uh, so yeah i think we're going to be seeing more and more and more dark elder which does definitely go against the argument that i made of <laughs> people not being experienced against them but you're actually right with demons uh, if we discount the plague bearer spam with thousand sun psychers which is a very niche list that really doesn't represent everything that demons can potentially do. Then we want I mean, I don't even take playbearers in my list. Like, then I can tell you that then we won't even see demons at all. The only time I played against demons now, I remember I had one game against demons. It was in the local club. I just posted uh, an announcement like, guys, is there anyone who wants to play this evening? Blah blah blah. I want to play forty k. And then a guy came with corn demons, pure corn demons. That's a very fluffy list. Uh, Poor guy. And, uh, I, I, I posted, like, I asked him what he's going to play. He said that he's going to play corn demons. Like, and I was like, well, sure. I'm going Were you to... playing Admech? Uh, I, I, I said that I'm going to play Admech. He's, oh, like, he's like, yeah, of course. Like, you can bring whatever. Like, are you sure? It's like, whatever, whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I have a really strong list. It's like, yeah, of course. Uh, and then I brought my normal Admech list uh, with a knight. Uh, I had... Uh, no, actually, I with two knights, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had two knights, uh, two big knights, and uh, smaller ones, the Helverins, and mm-hmm. then I had Admech, uh, Admech Battalion, and I killed him first turn. Yeah, you will be. Like, corn is not that strong. Bloodletters, really good tool. One unit of Bloodletters, super strong. Corn Demons Army, not good. No, like, I mean, not really. Th- like, you look at the unit on... It's one of those one of those armies where you look at the units on paper, and you look at, like, Blood Crushers, and you go, wow, they do a lot of damage for their points. You look at Blood Letters, you go, wow, they also do a lot of damage for those points. You look at a Bloodthirster, wow, that is an incredible amount of damage for its points. Damn. And then you look at, like, Flesh Hound, and you think, oh, yeah, Anti-Psycho, that's, this is all coming together now. But then you forget that everything is toughness three. Yeah. And you can only deep strike charge one maybe two unit of blood letters but then you've taken 60 models off the board and the bloodthirst is probably not going to make into combat before it dies he's primary target number one yeah so corn is pure pure single god lists are generally pretty bad um 
unless there's something real cheesy going on. Like right now we have the pure Sanesh list. And the reason that's strong is because you can take three Keepers of Secrets and exactly. then a special character Keeper of Secrets. Like I've said many times, and uh, you know, a lot of people who are experienced in Chaos I talk to kind of agree with me, when we get a Codex, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. They're going to stop that because that's not how games work to see the game being played. Uh, of, like The only time I was thinking about, actually, I've only ever played against pure demons once mm-hmm. in a tournament. And that was back in 7th really? se- ah. edition when... Zinch, pure Zinch Demons mm-hmm, was really mm-hmm. broken because it was a thing called the Screamer Star mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which um, basically you took a huge unit of Screamers um, which now you never see because they're terrible but um, and uh, uh, back in 7th edition you could attach characters to units mm-hmm. so it meant that the characters couldn't be targeted because they were in as part of the unit so it was a massive unit of Screamers and then all these like psychers yeah. in with it Inside. and then you buffed them up so they had like uh, they could only be hit on sixes, mm-hmm. and they had a three-up rollable invulnerable save, and then they just went in the middle of the board and just psychic powered everything to death. Like, and, and that's the only time I've seen demons. Mm-hmm. Like personally, other than blood, uh, other than loads of plague bearers with, um, like psychic support from thousands sons, which I like. I said don't count. As but that's pretty list. cheesy anyway. Yeah. Uh, the whole seventh edition was yeah, a bit seventh ridiculous. edition was a mess. Was a bit ridiculous. Not even a bit. A lot ridiculous. Uh, but this list, I mean, like every every pretty much every army, if it was more or less competitive, it had something ridiculous, like free vehicles for yeah, <laughs> for yeah. space marines. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but this time it's not the case. So mm-hmm. this time you actually have like really good toolbox of things mm-hmm. that you can use and build a good army. Uh, while with uh, with dark riders, you also have a good set yeah. of tools, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it doesn't. Uh, well, I mean, at least from from my perspective, uh, demons they looked more like adjustable to different opponents yeah. than dark riders, because I mean, like for example, I see how dark riders can be good against uh, space marines yeah. or custodes, but at the same time, you die super fast. Yeah. So like it always depends like if you get the first turn, if you get first turn then you can be then you can do a lot of damage first mm-hmm. turn. But if you get second, let's imagine the same game that we had today, but you had a second turn. Well, my first turn I move forward and I kill everything that I see. Yeah. And then what? You did a lot of damage, that's for sure. But you did a lot of damage because you had because you had those uh, dark lancers. Yeah. But if you wouldn't, yeah. If you wouldn't, then you wouldn't do that that many damage. Yeah. Then you probably would kill not two. Uh, disintegrators, but only one. Mm-hmm. Not three custodians, but only one. Yeah. And then I had my 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 whole army. I'm going to shoot again. Yeah. And I think Admech is a good Admech player. Is going to be a real problem for Dark Elder, and with Admech getting a book on the horizon, like, well, this is how interesting the meta is right now. I think like it's really hard to properly test things because we're not having these big tournaments. But I mean, you look at like the like look at like like. Three of the best armies in the game, we can assume Admech will be one of them once he gets his codex. They're mm-hmm. already in the Pat Plus tier and they wouldn't take much to put, push them to S. So you're Admech. Admech, really good counter to Dark Elder. But then White Scars, probably the best army in the game in the hands of the right general. And Dark Elder are a real problem for White Scars players. Mm-hmm. But then White Scars will demolish Admech. So, like, and that is a healthy meta to me. Like, going 5 and 0 oh at a tournament should be really really hard to do yeah yeah and like back in the days when we had things like the castellan list it wasn't and i don't think we have anything right now in ninth apart from maybe dark angels that has much of a chance of going 
five, five, five and zero. zero without like an extremely skilled player playing the list. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. Uh, I mean, we still don't have like that that many codexes, unfortunately. No. So we should we shall see later on what 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 will happen. But at the moment, demons they don't have a codex. Yeah. And you already are in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. So unless demons are going to be nerfed in yeah. the codex, which I honestly see unlikely. Well, like I said, they'll probably lose the keeper span. Like I'm pretty sure it'll be one grading per detachment. But that's why I'm playing as if that's not a, as if I can't do that. Exactly. Because then if they don't lose that, I can buy another keeper of secrets, and then like, and then I can... I get my army gets a lot better. Exactly. Like, so I I think you. From the demon's perspective, you're really in, in a really good position at the yeah. moment because you're like you're not playing on a full power mode as possible yeah. because you're not really sure. So if it actually it, if it will, will be confirmed by Games Workshop that okay you can do that, so you can yeah. play Keeper of Secrets Pants, so like yeah sure then I'm going to bring another one and my army is going to be better. But if not, it's still top meta. Yeah, and like and I think there's definitely a benefit to playing with like like I'd say. Demons are like a solid pack army. Like they're exactly like, if you were to say like, where should an army be to feel strong and not feel oppressive? I'd say demons are right in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. I think they they will drop down as things as more codexes get released mm-hmm. because other things will get stronger. Yeah, of course. But that's gonna make my practice games really hard, and you wanna have really hard practice games. And then presumably the codex comes out before I go to a tournament again. Mm-hmm. The first one we're really seriously looking at is going to be the LGT in October. In October. Which is a long way That's away. That's like the whole life. Yeah. And, and by that point, I've either got so much practice in with demons while they're bad, and no one will be playing demons because they're bad, air quotes, that I'll probably do okay. Mm-hmm. Or I've got a codex and I've had a lot of practice while they're bad while other people haven't been playing them. And then I'll, like, it's like taking off the the weights in the gym, you know? Like, mm-hmm. suddenly you're lifting much more easily. So that's kind of my plan. I'm definitely going to try out the combined arms thing next time we play with Dark Elder. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because I'm shooting towards playing the army, but because I think it's going to be really good for both of us to understand how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm going to go back to Demons again and just keep practicing with them. Yeah, like that's that's the plan. I th- I think it's a really good move. Honestly, I think it's a really good move because I mean I why the one of the reasons and we talked about that before one of the reasons why I started to play to add something else to custodian to add mech like add custodians or add guardsmen or add something else is because you want to be in order to become better as a player you need yeah. to understand as how armies work and like as has <laughs> how has as many armies work as possible. Uh, the problem is. That as we know, uh, Warhammer is kind of expensive game. Yeah, it is, and it's, time consuming. It's as well. time consuming as well, so you can't just go and buy. I mean, you can go and buy it. We talked about that. If you haven't listened to this episode, listen to this episode. Why you shouldn't buy a lot of boxes of yeah. Warhammer at the same time? So, uh, and uh, before that, you did play demons. Before that, you've been playing Dark Elders for quite some time. I mean, yeah. And before that, you've been playing uh, Chaos Space Well, I've always kind of like... So I've always had Chaos and Dark Elder as my two armies since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Dark Elder is always the one I took a little bit more seriously because, mm-hmm. um, like I said at the time, I mean, we go back to the, like, 5th, 6th edition. You have people like Skari appearing on the scene and, like, the Spider. And before Table of Hux is really that big, like, I, 
was into following these people because of Dark Elder. And they were like one of those subpar armies that had like a few tricks, that, but nobody knew about them. Mm-hmm. So they were a really good army to take competitively. Whereas the Chaos Space Marines have been in the Dark Age since third edition. So they were like, th- Chaos is like my true love, but Dark Elder has been the one that's won me games, you know? Can you imagine, guys, how long, how long time ago it was? It was before we started to record the podcast. Uh, it was, <laughs> I was 10. When I first started playing this game, I picked up Chaos and Dark Elder and Chaos was so strong. And like, there's been strong Chaos this sure, but like pure Chaos Space Marines, uh, it's never been the most amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always like had a bit of demons going on just because you play chaos you want to pick up demons because they're cool um, so I've kind of had that like background practice of demons all the way through and now like pushing through to having as a full army like mm-hmm. I said it's like it's a really good way to develop as a player and then we'll see where we are when things have finally opened up again like at the very least I'll have developed a new set of tools with how to use like a real tricksy psychic heavy army mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of like, scout moves and deep striking shenanigans and stuff like that. And I'll say, you know what? I'm going to go back to Dark Elder. But that's like a year away, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, but, and, but the very best thing could happen is that I absolutely fall in love with demons and I'm, they turn out I'm even better with them than I ever was with Dark Elder, you know? I think, so it's only I a think, win. I think there is a slanish influence in it. You just mentioned today that like, you just fall in love with Dark Elder's because they're a fancy, I mean, like, and uh, well, from I mean, the lore perspective, I mean, from the lore perspective. I mean, so my two main armies are Emperor's Children, the uh, the the Chaos Space Marines that are chosen by Slanesh, and Dark Elder, who are the dudes that created Slanesh. I didn't know that they had that lore connection when I was 10, but I looked at both those armies and I was like, those are the best armies in the game. I they th- look super cool. I think there is something in it. There is something in it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think that actually that's how you develop yourself as a player. Yeah. Uh, you play, you don't like, usually you don't switch radically like from no. one to another unless you're like super competitive guy who already played everything, you know everything and for you like switching yeah. from, I don't know, Tyranids to uh, Imperial Guard. Yeah. Well, Imperial Guard is probably the same army okay space marines yeah <laughs> well uh if you're not super super experienced and you haven't been playing 40k since you've been 10 years old then it's probably uh then it will be a, a, a big switch for you but if you're just like developing in one way like you usually pick something that is closer mm-hmm. uh so for me because i'm a PM player and i play admech in general like whatever is closer to admech well the second closer is guardsmen who are uh, who've been like from the lore perspective again, uh, been together with Admech, yeah. uh, and uh, those are Wastrians. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have actually the same before uh, Manipulus became a thing and yeah. appeared in in the game. Uh, the I, I took them because they have the same shooting distance as uh, as normal rangers, mm-hmm. and uh, if they don't, then they have the same shooting distance as vanguards, yeah. and then you also can give them orders to shoot twice. So, but they basically instead of shooting twice, they shoot four times, mm-hmm. and they basically are vanguards, but cheaper. Yeah, and a bit worse, but I mean you can bring more of them yeah, on the yeah. battlefield, so that basically like, evens out. Uh, and uh, in your case, right, we've been playing like Slanish all around, mm-hmm. and uh, you come from uh, Dark Elders to Space Marines to Demons to Space Marines to Dark Elders, yeah. and it's like that's all around things. And uh, because you like switch between those, I mean, th- even though they are connected in the lore, mm-hmm. those three are completely different armies. Yeah. From style, 
from models, from rules perspective, like from whatever you can imagine, they're all three different things. And when you develop in those three areas, you also see how other people play against you, mm-hmm. against all those directions. And you know, I mean, you know, you learn things, you learn how to play better than, how to play them better. And uh, yeah, some chapter tactics and stuff. So yeah, I definitely think that even though it's really nice to try a new version of Dark Raiders, I think demons will benefit you way more yeah. than I, I think I can give a really concrete example of how trying a different army out is like a really good thing to develop you as a player. Because when in 8th, Talos became really strong, mm-hmm. I started playing Talos. Talos is super cool. Yeah. I converted at my own once. They look pretty nice, I think. Uh, and what did you do with Talos? Well, not anymore because they're not French. But <laughs> Nothing. Back, <laughs> keep in, them on the back, shelf. back in 8th edition, all you did with Talos, you took a lot of them, you put them in the middle of the board, and you went, right, these are in the middle of the board. Uh, if you come near them, they're going to kill you. Uh, you can't really kill them because they're really tough. So you'll, you'll move. And then when I went back to my Empress Children, I looked at noise marines and I was like, right, they're not as tough as Talos, but they're pretty tough. And if when you shoot them, they die. So I wonder what would happen if instead of playing them as like how I played them before, like trying to keep them at range, I was like, I'll play them like the Talos and just put them in the middle of the board. And do you know what? Mm-hmm. Noise marines, really good at that job. Yeah. Because they don't have the durability of the Talos, but they are just as scary to shoot because every time you shoot them, they shoot you back. And they do... Uh, Talos do a lot of damage in melee. Noise Marines do a lot of damage at range. Like an obscene amount of damage at range. So that playing with Dark Elder and learning to play Talos meant that when I went with Dark Chris Children, I had this developed tactic that worked really well for that unit as well. Mm-hmm. And um, like, and that's always going to happen. Like you know, you're just building your, your set of abilities. I think what you said is really important about like this different like, it's really easy to look at people like Nick Nalavadi or John Lennon or Richard Siegler you know all these players who are like top, top of the game and be like oh well you know like John Lennon's playing Dark Elder at the moment he's never played Dark Elder mm-hmm. before ever he's never played any elves before mm-hmm. he's played Imperium and he's played Tyrians completely different armies what does he do when he, when he starts playing Dark Elder he wins every game but you know why that is because it's his job to play Warhammer mm-hmm. he's been playing Warhammer as long as I have but it's also his job to play the game you know He's playing five, six, maybe yes. even seven games a week. So um, he can just immediately switch to that army and then switch away from it again to something else. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to like develop a skill set, like I've barely started to learn demons now. I've been playing them for a few months. I've got to play them at least a year to really mm-hmm. understand the army um, because I'm not playing the game for my job, you know? Yeah. Like to get in the, like he's played Dark Outer, I think five times already. In the time really? I yeah, in the five time, times. I mean, the code has been released yesterday. Today. Well, they get pre they get pre release codex as well, don't they? Ah, so yeah, like yeah. they're messing around with the codex before any of us even was in it. Um, and then you have like a lot of these people are play testers. I'm not sure about John, but like you look at like Spider. Like I mean, he's a really good Dark Elder player, mm-hmm. but um, he's been playing um, Flesh Terrors, which is like an army he's always wanted to have, mm-hmm. and he's been doing really well with them. Well, that's because he got the Blood Angels Codex a month before the rest of us. Maybe even longer before. Mm-hmm. Because helping them make the rules. So they're like way ahead of us. And they're playing Warhammer all the time. So they understand the game at a completely different level. So jumping armies is not only expensive, but you'll probably just lose. Like, mm-hmm. you've got to have some focus, I think. And I could jump ship the Dark Elder now. I'll probably do quite well. Mm-hmm. But I, you're completely right. If I stick with demons and really learn them, 
then I'll come out the other side, like this time next year, and I'll redevelop as a player. Mm -hmm. And when I see armies that aren't necessarily even demons, but like, say, for instance, like a big thing in demons is nerdlings. They do scout yeah. moves. Um, when I, if Quarfold to get big, there's a good chance that rangers who do scout moves are going to mm -hmm. be a big deal. Well, I'll know how to play against that because I've been doing it myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, psychic powers is something I've kind of always dabbled with in the background. Um, because it's not really the focus of Slanesh, but there's always like one or two good powers. When I'm playing, like with a with a with a Lord of Change, which is like the most psychic thing in mm -hmm. the law, other than like certain special characters. So I'm really learning about psychic powers and when to cast which ones and all of that. And that means when I'm playing, its opponent has a lot of psychic powers. I feel like right, that spell has range eighteen, that has range twenty four, and that spell has range twenty four. Uh, so I'm going to stay here outside of his threat range of 18 because i know that that spell actually is super key even though when you read it with not understanding psychic powers to a higher level you might not realize how good that spell is and just move up to be able to charge or something you know yeah yeah exactly and uh, the same actually works with me with custodians mm -hmm. i mean today was my first day finally my first day when i didn't forget first mm. to roll for uh return, return of command points mm -hmm. second when I rolled for free roll for for, for free roll yeah. uh, for the biker, and third when I rolled for uh, not rolled but used the special ability of uh, Tryan correctly mm -hmm. when I fought. <laughs> yeah, and those were big moments. Like I'd say, like forgetting those rules, you would have lost this game today. Like, yeah, exactly. And also, like you're not you're not forgetting your Fiona pains and stuff. Yeah, now. like your development with custodies, like from. That first game where you let me get a first turn charge and then swing shot round and like table your army, mm -hmm. like to go now where you had them slightly further back, so it was, I couldn't get the first turn charge, but just close enough that you see you could come into a counter threat and take the middle objective, mm -hmm. and kill my kill my melee elements. Like that's a huge development, and that's over what like four games. Yeah, four games only. So imagine how much better you get with them after a year. You know exactly. That's that's exactly the point. So I mean like. Guys, even if you like just looked a few videos on YouTube, it doesn't matter from Spider or like uh, from any from anyone else, and you think, okay, now it looks like I understand how this army works. Uh, you probably do a bit, yeah. But after a year, mm. you will learn way more. Mm. I can guarantee you, just be only because during the year you will have at least one FQ and uh, one uh, chapter a chapter approved released <laughs> and only because of that you probably will still you, you'll probably will have some points changed you probably will have some rules changed if you get lucky enough then you probably have a new codex with again updated rules as well so for a year a lot of things will change and also what will change is your uh, is how you understand the game and the army mm -hmm. because it's not just playing one army that makes you better as a player it's also playing in general yeah. that makes you a good player uh, so don't fall into trap when you just look at the armies like well that's really good on the paper it may be good on the paper but it's not how it looks on the paper but how you play it yeah you gotta have a go and that's why I think proxying like proxying is one of those things that I've been in playgroups before that kind of scoffed at it mm -hmm. so you should buy the models and actually have the actual correct model yeah probably yeah. But before you buy, then it's good to actually try them out and see what they do, you know? It's an, like we said before, it's an expensive, time-consuming hobby. And uh, like I said last week, it takes one game to know if this is something you're going to like, but it takes 10 games to know if you're good with it, right? And um, 
like I played Dark Out and Out, they basically feel the same, honestly. There's some changes, some things do different stuff. Um, like ink be a pretty really cool now, so you have a little bit more of a melee threat, but essentially they're the same army that they ever were. And like I'm not super interested in just playing the same army again. <laughs> um, but uh, with demons, like I've had, well, if we include pure slanish that I was running um, towards the end of eighth and the start of ninth, I'm probably getting towards that ten game mark. But there's still little things that I'm not sure exactly going to use, and there's those little clutch stratagems that mm -hmm. you don't think about. Uh, you you probably pick out like two, three, maybe four, and you're like, oh, these are the ones I focus on. But after you've played like ten games, fifteen games, twenty games, you start going, that stratagem that only costs one CP, and I'd never thought to use it before. Right now, it's going to win me the game. Yeah, and like that's where the mastery comes in. Like you go beyond like playing the army to like mastering the army. Yeah, exactly. And for example, the same thing actually happened with me today when when you had your uh, Venom and uh, Incubus and other guys around my two characters, around uh, Biker and the Trian. I knew that you're probably going to kill Biker, I yeah. was pretty sure about that. But then I knew that I need to have two CPs, yeah. because when you kill him, he's going to kill every, everything around, mm. because he has this ability to fight as if it was a fight phase, mm. and uh, if, if he's still alive. So I basically used the stratagem and killed a lot, I mean yeah. I killed a lot of incubators. I think I killed all of them. You killed actually. all the incubus. I killed all the incubus. Which meant the Trajan lived. And like that really surprised me. Like that was not what I was expecting at all. Like I was expecting Roman to interrupt with Trajan and try and kill Drazar. Uh but like there's like a dice rolls there that maybe could have gone mm -hmm. either way. So I was like, okay, this is a bit of a risk, but this is a play I need to make. And then Roman was like, I'll make this guy find out and kill all the incubi. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> like and I hadn't planned for that. And like you learning to use those clutch stratagems like your opponent is unlikely to take it into account of their plan unless they played the army frequently against them or frequently as them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. and i actually think that killing incubus is a pretty good move as well it was, yeah, it was a lot uh, because i mean it's a lot of models and uh, they also could fight and yeah they're real good yeah they're really good in fighting as, as well and, hitting uh, on twos, wounding on twos, yeah, minus exactly. three, flat yeah. two damage on a six is flat three. It's real yeah, good. It's pretty good. Like, pretty good. Could kill Trayan as like well. Like sixteen attacks from five guys, I think. So like, yeah, they're nasty. Yeah, could kill Trayan. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't like it, and that's why I decided to just get rid of them. Yeah. Considering the fact that you already fought with the Drazer by yeah. this moment. Yeah. Like I was sure, like I was gonna win then. Like I was like, right, Drazer is not trading around. Um, the Incubi gonna finish him off. The Archon kills that that guy. Cool job done. And then he just kills the Incubi. And then suddenly Trajan is stood alone in the middle of the board with all of my models <laughs> dead around him. It's like, okay, you have this really hard to kill character. Hero an objective. of the Imperium. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So, yeah, like, so basically in conclusion, like, I'm really glad I played with Dark Elder. We're definitely going to have a game with that more combined arms thing just so we can both see how it works. But long game is where I'm looking right now. Now is the right time to be looking at long, long game because mm -hmm. we can't play in tournaments. Yeah. So focusing on the demons, getting to a real high level with those and when things open up again, I hope you'll have a surprise a few people with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. By the way, there is no tournaments in Sweden, right? You haven't heard of anything. Uh, there's been people trying to put a few on. There's been a few like invite-only ones. Mm -hmm. um, I think like on the down low, like Swedish national team are probably having a few, like Corona's safe, you know? Mm -hmm with like a handful of players with masks and gloves mm -hmm. and staying two meters away and everything but 
and the logistics of organizing a tournament that is open to the public i think is just too difficult yeah, right now yeah yeah i guess so i guess yeah. so. well book recommendations yes are you ready yeah Shall go, go for it? uh i mean i'm going to recommend everyone reads the dark harder codex um it is like i said pretty similar to what they've had before but there's a few changes in there and if you are thinking about playing competitively in the future um, when things open up again, or if you're in the lucky position of being in Australia or somewhere else where there's a good control of Corona and you can go to tournaments, they're going to start showing up and people are going to start building for them. People have time now with Corona um, and people are getting hopeful as well. And then, like I said, there's a lot of crocodile players out there who have like a bit of a dark outer collection that they allied in an eight and they're going to be building that up. So you need to be ready because they're very, very strong. Mm -hmm. Like, as much as I said they feel like they did before, they were really, really good before, and now they're probably a little bit better. Um, so I think they are a book that needs to be read. Like, in the way that you read a Space Marines book, you get a hold of it somehow, you borrow it from a friend or whatever, just to make sure you have an idea of what's going on in the book. I think mm -hmm. Dark Outer is going to be one of those ones that you'll regret it if you go to a tournament and you've not even read the book. Even if you watch some games on tabletop tactics, it's, I think, good... At least for me personally, I like to sit with something and read it all myself and try and like visualise how that's going to play out on the battlefield. So I recommend reading the Dark Outer Codex. Also, I'm saving the lore until I get the physical book because mm -hmm. I don't want to read it off the PDF. I want to have my <laughs> actual book. But I'm very excited to see what's going on with the Dark Outer lore. Um, for those of you who weren't aware, um, and the like 8th edition lore saying, Dark Outer were doing pretty well because they're like, piratical raiders that have mm -hmm. access to the webway which is the realm between the chaos realm and the real, and real space so they can just pop out and mm -hmm. raid and then go back with the carnage that was unleashed from the uh from the maelstrom opening up they've they were raiding really well and things were going really good for them but aldrad being the little sneaky bastard that he is mm -hmm. uh broke open a gate in the in, in the webway that lo loads of corn demons run into the dark sea so now there's a constant battle against corn demons underneath the ground and I'm really interested to see where Dark Elder like sort of position themselves now mm -hmm. like they're always going to have that towering arrogance you can read the book from that perspective of like well we're the best of course <laughs> but like I think it's from like a law perspective there's such an interesting army in this like time of absolute turmoil in the galaxy um being able to be like sniping away at everything and building their forces and becoming like a real genuine threat. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, Dark Outer Codex, read it. Start with regret if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to recommend a book, uh, which is uh, so. I mean, the Dark Elder lore is pretty grim dark. Yeah. I'm going to recommend another book, which is kind of dark, a bit, uh, but at the same time is it's basically a young adult a young adult book. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's, a, it's a book of Spanish author, Carlos uh, Ruiz Zafon. Uh, and uh, it's actually a trilogy. And the first book is called The Prince of Mist. I just started to listen it on, uh, on Amazon. Uh, and uh, I'm listening while I'm going for a run or like cycling. Uh, and again, like it has three books inside, in fact. Uh, and that's a book about uh, a young boy called Max. And uh, he, with his parents, is moving from some big city uh, to a small one because of the war. 
uh, it didn't specify what war is exactly, but I guess like the story, I mean, because the story is opens in uh, 1943, I guess that's the world war. I mean, what else can be there? Mm. Uh, and uh, the city is a bit strange. So the book, uh, yeah, the, the name of the name, of course, the book is called The Prince of Mist, the first one of um, his uh, trilogy, which is called The Mist Trilogy. So again, they, they're moving from a bigger city to a smaller one, uh, to a house which belonged to a family of doctor and his wife, and the younger son and, and younger son died uh, because he drowned in the, in, the, uh, in the sea and not so far from the home. So they move into that house in order to basically escape from the horrors of war. And uh, then they understand that the town is a bit weird. Uh, and there are some places there which are a bit weird as well. So it's like, it's a little bit like, it's a, not dark magic mm -hmm. around, but it's like dark mystery mm -hmm. is around. And I wouldn't call this book serious in any manner, uh, but it's really nice, it's a really entertaining story. And uh, uh, Carl Theresefon himself in the introduction of the book tells like, I just really wanted to write a fascinating story, a really good one, that you can really enjoy when you're like 15 years old, or when you're 20 years old, or when you're 30 years old, yeah. or even if you're a super old grumpy man like me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I would definitely recommend it to anyone who just want to who still want to see like some, you know, some like mystery crowding around, mm -hmm. but don't want to read anything serious. Mm -hmm. uh, I just finished a really serious book and uh, I was feeling that I don't want to read anything super serious and just want to relax a bit, but still like mystery stories. And this one is definitely for anyone who is looking for something like that as well. Again, The Prince of Mist, uh, Carlos Ruiz Safon. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, here you go. Cool. Very cool. I will say you're saying Dark Hour is pretty grim dark. If you've never read any Dark Hour lore before, and reading the new Codex is the first story you have expo exposure to, buckle your seatbelts. Because Dark Hour really bring the grim dark to the yeah. grim dark. Like, in a universe where everyone is probably the bad guy, Dark Hour are the real bad guys. Like, they do things that will keep you awake at night forever. They're real nasty. Yeah. So, if you really want to see how far um, the Games Workshop writers have really pushed to make like the most evil faction stand out as like really nasty, have a look at some Dark Outer lore because it's brutal. Like, yeah. It's really nasty. But on a more positive note, we will speak to you next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, Warhammer Wookies. But until then, bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that.